everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. It's great to be with you, Dr. Paul, and I have a uh, short announcement. Um, this week, we are going to be uh, recording our shows. We're not going to be live. Our studio engineer has taken a much-needed break, so we're going to be recording our shows, but they will be up on time each day. Uh, just nothing live this week. Very good. Chris, I want to talk about Elon Musk. I think everybody knows who he is, and I'm still learning about him and <laughs> figuring out exactly where he comes from. And uh, he certainly has gotten my attention because it looks like he's on our side on a lot of issues and uh, wants more privacy. Of course, he's in a business, and right now he's reporting and he's sort of in the middle of all this, and it has to do with the First Amendment, and I think that's uh, very important. So he uh, he uh, he he uh, announced this week, and there was a sort of controversy, and a lot of attention was given. Elon Musk just revealed that the U.S. government was using Twitter DMs to secretly spy on Americans. Should everyone involved in the obvious violation of freedom of speech be arrested? Mm. Hardly. They have to deserve some consequence from all this. And I think that's what we're going uh, to work on. What do you have to say about Elon Musk? Is he helping us or hurting us? Or do we have to give him a little encouragement? Uh, my view of Elon Musk is he's a mixed bag. But in this case, uh, you know, in the case of Twitter, he's, uh, you know, we could support much of what he does. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's um, there's an interview that he's doing with Tucker Carlson, or at least he did, and it'll be up, I believe, today. Uh, but a little snippet came out and was basically saying, you know, he was even surprised at the access that government had to Twitter. Basically, they had access to everything. And uh, Twitter, you know, as the censorship was happening, there were a lot of people, a lot of libertarians, too. They were saying, oh, this is a private company. This is their property. They could do what they want. But it turns out, and we were saying, you know, at the time, Twitter is not a private company when you're doing the bidding of government. And that's exactly what they were. And this is the usual loophole, constitutional loophole that we deal with, crony capitalism. That's why the Federal Reserve exists. You know, the government can't counterfeit money on its own. So there's a private uh, cartel that will do it on their behalf. Uh, you know, Big Pharma was another one. They were tied to the state. They got immunity from everything, uh, no matter who they hurt. And, uh, you know, the social media is just another arm of the state. So we are not dealing with private companies here. We should be. It should be. Business should be separate from the government, but it, it is not. The government and business work together. And uh, this is this is the result of it. The government will do everything unconstitutional just through a proxy. And that is a big problem, Dr. Paul. You know, keeping up to speed with what the government's doing. And they gave, uh, you know, a little bit of hint what they were doing when Ed Snowden discovered they were doing a lot more. They were spying on the American people and they had the so-called authority, which they shouldn't have had as far as I'm concerned, that they were just going to spy on people overseas. So I think you give them an inch and they take a mile. And I think I sort of think along those terms here, because uh, the big thing here is this direct messaging thing where, where they're actually recording it. And, and the way I read it, Chris, you might make a comment on this. Was it happening in, and, uh, and, and Musk wasn't really aware of it? 
It just sort of blows my mind. I'm not aware of it, but I admit it, and I don't pretend. But he runs a, a million-dollar business <laughs> or a trillion-dollar business. Yeah. I would think that uh, he he would have known that. But, you know, um, I guess libertarians are born a little bit skeptical, and the longer you become a libertarian, the more skeptical you get. Mm. So, but I think it's a healthy distrust because government has been so bad, and there's been a trend here in these last several years away from the Constitution and away from privacy. And then with the technology, I always hope the technology would help us protect ourselves. And we can to a degree, but there's always something that's, uh, <clears throat> that, that's going to allow the government to go, or at least they will push it. And uh, this to me sounds it's rather serious, but I work on the assumption and I keep thinking in the last couple of days, what can I do less? <laughs> you know, will they be able to follow be less often if we have a verbal just a verbal conversation like we are today like if you get called up on a phone call they're gonna they're gonna know who called whom uh and they uh they they might have audio but uh they might not have video maybe maybe if uh, if you didn't put it in print it seems like when it's in print once it's on the internet in print it looks like it'll be there forever but will all the videos be there and it, so it looks to me if I'm a little bit confused and and, uh, uh, you, you know, the others, the, the real experts that, uh, that that bothers me. Uh, who's really in charge of our privacy? You know, because it's a lot more complex than when the Constitution was written. But I, I think the more we learn about it, uh, but, but it's, it's an issue that. Uh, has to be resolved because some people are absolutely innocent and then they say the wrong word and they get put on a list and they lose their jobs. They're not political correct. It's that attitude that is so dangerous. And then they have these tools of, uh, uh, you, you know, electronics and uh, all the recordings that they have. And now, now they have artificial intelligence. My goodness, what's that going to mean with it? They don't. They don't even have to record what we're saying. They're going to create what we say, <laughs> and they're going to watch us for it. And then we're going to be related. I say. I say we have a big job trying to watch this stuff and trying to protect privacy. But in a way, I see a little bit of a movement of people getting disgusted with it. We have been disgusted and worried about government all along. But uh, I keep thinking, you know, I always tell Daniel when we do these programs, I said, Daniel, don't worry too much. This will wake up people, you know, more and more. So that's what we hope to do uh, with this uh, this program today. Right, Dr. Paul. And yes, uh, even Elon Musk, he was asked uh, direct messages too. Now, direct messages in Twitter uh, are private messages, supposedly. They're obviously not private. The government can, has access to them. And, and Elon Musk says, yes, they have access to those too. And it's really pathetic, this whole thing, uh, because it also shows you the nature of power. You know, it shows you why the founders wanted a limited government. They understood what power does to people. And Dr. Paul mentioned trust. Government lives on trust. And they are blowing it from every conceivable anger be angle because their lust for power is that great that they're willing to throw out everything. Uh, you know, so that's what we're dealing with. And that's why eventually, after enough suffering, people, uh, you know, want their freedom. They've had enough. They don't want to be spied on, injected. 
uh, sent to wars that are inconsequential to our the security of our nation. So yeah, and 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 the thing is, the government is such a small minority of people, and they wield this power over the multitudes, and that's they get a charge out of it. But uh, yeah, we're dealing with the the masses and a tiny minority of people that are just they want all the power in the world, and eventually they're going to push too far, and people will start you know uh, finding different ways to be free. You know. The, the big thing is, when do they have legitimate access to information from the businessman? I think one place where it happens, which people could be more cautious, is when the uh, corporations become partners with the government. Therefore, the social media, they were cooperating with the government. The government was involved and they, they know everything. But uh, even a company that has... I mean, he, he has a lot of involvement with government. I was trying to figure this out once. How do you restrict this? And I said, well, anybody who gets a check from government has, has donated their, their privacy to the government because they always just want to watch nobody's going to cheat and all. But that that doesn't solve the many problems because how do, how do people live? How would we live without the post? Oh, it could be private, couldn't it? Uh, there's all kinds of options, but we have drifted so far uh, but I still am de uh, delighted when people wake up, and I mention it so often about when the people started to wake up over lockdown and uh, over COVID, and that's still going on because there's still a lot of bad things that are residuals from that, but at least there's more people that know about it. And this whole idea of... Uh, you, you know, artificial intelligence, yesterday we talked about this a little bit, but what about artificial intelligence that comes down on the side of the doctors and say, don't you ever practice medicine believing there's natural immunity? Mm. That is a big problem for me. And that is also in here. If you, if you talk about, uh, if you talk about the second amendment, oh, that's anachronistic. That's what I was told when I told the Congress when they were trying to go to war in the Middle East, that you have to declare war if you're going, you're not allowed to do that. And then the chairman said, Ron, Congressman Paul, Dr. Paul, you don't know what you're talking about. That part of the Constitution is anachronistic. Hmm. Oh, boy. What, what, what is that? And I'm afraid the whole Constitution is becoming anachronistic. So I, And I also believe people who wake up in the true sense of the word and not in this wokeism stuff that people who know what's going on we have to do our best to study and understand it find what the truth is and strive for that and get people involved and uh you know even in a short period of time i think of it a short period of time since i first went to congress in 1975 that uh, there's been there's been a movement not that I would take any credit for it, but what I'm saying is that things are going on. People are, and the government's getting so bad that people are waking up. So I think that that is very good. In an episode like this, people, if Elon Musk seemed to be a little bit surprised, I think we better wake up. You know, he can't keep tabs on it. So I don't know what to figure on now. Yeah, Dr. Paul, uh, I do have one uh, f a final thought on this subject. Uh, you know, on Friday, Dr. Paul and I did a show on artificial intelligence and made the point that uh, all tools, man-made tools, can be used for good and for bad. And that, that, that applies to uh, social media, internet, 
uh, everything is being used for bad against us, but the more the people see it and understand it, then the create, creative juices start flowing. And there are a ton of brilliant people out there. And when they have an incentive to create using the same exact tools for our freedom instead of our enslavement, then, you know, there's, there's good stuff that can be on the horizon. You know, government likes to do things quietly without being exposed. But, you know, t Elon Musk going on Tucker Carlson is yet another ex expose of what they're doing. And everybody that watches that, there's a lot of brilliant people are thinking, you know what, I got to do something about this. I have this knowledge, uh, this technical knowledge, and they will get together with other people and create, you know, some decentralization. So there, you know, as bad as this is, good can come from it, uh, and I believe that good will come from it. So we have another story, you know, it's along the uh, same lines of government and corporations, and Dr. Paul will uh, get into that. Yes, uh, very good. I, I was fascinated with and continue to be fascinated with this uh, Budweiser, and mm -hmm. I don't even drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it looks like uh, Budweiser, very very big company. I think they make a lot of money. I think I think I've heard that people really like the beer before last weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, wokeism overstepped their bounds, and I find it delightful because here I think this might have awakened the people in the true sense of the word about uh, you know big companies. If if that if if Budweiser's their favorite beer and they're willing to cut it off like that and bring that company down just because they went over the top with this wokeism and this be this political correctness nonsense and then they're give, willing to give up their beer wow i think we're moving along here because i think this is just just wonderful that people do wake up but it you know to me this uh thing chris has brought to my attention about the idea of democracy i think most people in our program today would know that uh, we're not a fond of democracy the founders were not a fond of democracy they never used the word democracy they were used the word republic but there, there is something about democracy that uh, it's close to democracy, but not a political democracy. And that's when people have a consensus. You know, uh, there, there was a democratic revolt against COVID, but it, it, what, that, that is not the democracy that people want. They want absolute democracy because it's the dictatorship of the, of the majority. And as long as you can get a, you know, enough special interest groups together to bang, gang up against, against the people who have to pay the bills, then they're going to do it. Well, that's the wicked part of the democracy. But uh, I think this this whole thing on the marketplace is where the democracy is. You know, and, uh, it, it's uh, it used to be that uh, every dollar you spent, you were voting. A dollar can't can't it's not big enough to spend, so you can't influence anything. No, but when you spend the money, you're really voting, and it's powerful. Uh, it's stronger than the profiteering. It's stronger than the labor union, because when they people and spend. Uh, this means it's, they're voting for a particular product, and it could be the usefulness of the product, but it also could be a political thing. I was uh, raised at a time when business people steered away from getting too much involved in politics because there was no benefit to it. Their, their, their job was to produce a product and make a profit, take care of their shareholders if they had shareholders. But now it, it's uh, quite different than that. Usually they're too close. And we saw it with social media getting together, you know, with with uh, uh, with, with the corporation. 
And this is what happened here. This Bud, Bud, uh, Budweiser got too close, you, you know, to mm. the uh, political correctness and uh, of wokeism. It changed changed the advertising. And you wonder, well, were they dumb? Well, I think there's evidence that they probably were pretty dumb <laughs> doing this ad, you know, putting putting that ad out. And it it, uh, it invites these kind of problems, but it also invites a rebuke. And I think I saw that at the end uh, when when uh, lockdown was losing its enthusiasm and people were resisting it, and and that was a, that was a benefit. But this this is something that shows the power of true democracy. How you spend your money, and it might be price, it might be service. But it also might be, don't push it down my throat of some political idea that's idiotic, you know, and maybe that maybe that is what was helpful. So I was I was really glad, uh, you know, to see see this. And it'll be interesting to see if other companies, because a lot of people went through there, went along with it just because of the pressure. We saw that with ESG. You know, oh, well, we have to buy an ESG company because that'll make us woke and that'll make us like we care about we care about, uh, you, you know, racism and all these things. We want to stop that. And so if the pressure was tremendous put on there and companies would just invest no matter what they were doing in companies. And now it's proving, which I predicted a long time ago, if you start investing for those reasons and not for uh, other other reasons, uh, it, it's going to finally cave in. And right now, I don't think they're doing as well, even though a lot of people made a lot of money doing this. So I think that's what's going to happen here. Let's hope that this is contagious. Uh, Jeff Tucker wrote a real good article on this on Brownstone Institute, and I think it was delightful to know that he, he really understood this, this issue, and uh, maybe it's going to usher in a new age and a new day where we can look at this thing and see a reversal because uh, people were complacent and allowed this nonsense to happen and this uh, polygenderism and all the nonsense. Probably about one or two people believe in that. Libertarians say, so what? Do what you want. But you don't have any right to force it on me. And I guess this got a little bit too close to, you know, intimidation. But fortunately, the, peop the, the people who drank Budweiser had something to say about it, and very quickly yeah. uh, gave them a bad weekend. And I think that's a great form of democracy. Uh, that's right, Dr. Paul. And you know, as I was thinking about this, uh, those who hate the market, hate private property, hate capitalism, they usually hate advertising too. You know, those, those on the socialist commie left, uh, they blame advertising. Oh, you just like that product because it's it's it was advertised to you. Oh, you only think she's beautiful because you see the magazine covers, and that's why. Uh, it's false uh, because if if advertising was the key to riches, then no business would fail. All you would have to do is advertise. Uh, so it's much. Uh, what advertising is is to alert you of a product and. Uh, to find out, you know, these companies, they spend an R&D, they spend money trying to figure out, they have focus groups, what do people want? What do people want? Do you like this versus this? Do you like, and then they advertise based on what people want. It's much easier and costly, less costly than to try to force people, this is what you want. This is what is beautiful. This is what, and that's what wokeness is. Wokeness is trying to force people into a certain ideology and it does not work. 
You know, you can't force people to like a certain thing or to think a certain thing. They have their own opinions, whether you like them or not. And, you know, this go woke, go broke is true. And that's what's stunning about this is Bud, hasn't Bud been paying attention? Those who are going woke are losing money. People do not want this stuff. And yet they do it anyway. And it's shocking because, man, people care about their money. They do not want to lose money. Yet this wokeness, they're losing money seemingly on purpose. It's very fascinating. That just shows you how strong this ideology is with these people, that they're willing to throw away fortunes. Instead of uh, having money in their pockets and having people throw their money at you, you're having them run away from you. It's such bad business, but this is that ideology. They hate business, so they're going to destroy business, and they're destroying their own businesses while they do it. You know, one thing about uh, what's going on in the marketplace and they do really dumb things. If you think about, say, energy legislation from the governor of California, why do they do this? It <laughs> just wrecks everything. And so much of that happens. Why do they run up these debts? And why do they start wars they can't pay for? And I, I've come to the conclusion that one thing that helped me the most is that if you understand Marxism, the old type and the new part, they believe that in order for them to have their paradise, you have to get rid of this nonsense, you know, uh, corporations and marketplaces and, you know, sound money and the Constitution, because you have to have uh, you have to have chaos in the streets. I'd say they're doing pretty good. And then you say, well, you mean you don't think they're dumb? Yeah, they're probably dumb, uh, but they're they're also quite satisfied. I mean, why, why, why should the people put up? where somebody gets arrested 27 times in two days and then they never put him in prison and, and then he's back on the street killing people. I mean, it, it makes no sense. And I keep thinking, well, how could I apply that to, to this? And uh, the, the one one thing is, is uh, they put a rule out here, the individual that did it uh, probably thought she was real smart and she wanted some bragging points that might have been the biggest motivation and really was naive enough to believe that uh, the country was ready for her. But it also means what if what if what if it happened that she was really into this stuff that of uh, cultural Marxism, the cultural Marxists aren't giving up their their wealth and their privileges. It's you that has to give them up. So uh, but if, if they say well, you know, why, what could we do in this advertising thing to cause more chaos? And if we can get people really confused about what's going on with the, the beer, maybe they'll be fighting among themselves. The results were not quite different, but maybe they were just looking for chaos. And so I think so often there's always chaos. You can't argue about that. The thing of it is you never know exactly what, is, what has been the motivation for them to do those so so many dumb things and have all these unintended uh, consequences, accidents happens and beyond their control, and that is why a free society and uh, individualism is so much better. Does that mean the individual is going to take perfect care of oneself and the family? No, that's going to be a problem. But what happens if these scoundrels get into government 
And then they start running an entire state. And what if they want to run the whole country? And then they want to go, well, we'll move up to the, up to the World Bank and the IMF and, and uh, we'll really conquer the world. And uh, that'll be a good deal for the people like fun. It'll be a good deal for them and the people will suffer. So anyway, Chris, do you have another statement on or be about ready? Yes, I have one more just to close out for my end. Um, we live in a world of power versus freedom. That's how it always has been, probably always will be, certainly in our lifetime. And we as individuals have a choice of which side of the ledger we're going to place ourselves on. Uh, people make rules for a government and government breaks them. That's what the US Constitution is. Government makes rules for the people, endless laws and regulations. My gosh, there are so many that they can't even enforce them or even know that they exist. And because people find ways to counter them, go around them, find uh, new ways. And in both situations, we are dealing with human creativity. People are creative. They will take their situation and try to uh, maneuver themselves, whether they're for power or for liberty, in order to survive and have their ideas prevail. So we're not going to fix anything while we're here. But what we can do is nudge things in the right direction. And that's what ideas do. Uh, you know, and you can, in your own personal life, uh, choose the side of freedom, which is what we advocate, and then live your life in that way, uh, because the side of power is ugly. It's the ugly side of humanity. So uh, while we're not going to fix anything here, we can at least help ourselves and help those who wish to be helped and, and want to live good lives. Very, very good, Chris. You know, I'm going to finish up by talking about something I talk about frequently, and that is the issue of corporatism, the transition from a free market over to one where you have authoritarianism, either fascism or communism or some force of, of, uh, of a controlled society. And I think that uh, uh, the corporatist system where we talk about a lot in social media getting mixed up with private businesses, and uh, and now we have see these investments anticipating that well if we if we know what's best for Budweiser and the world we have to do it this way so but it's this, it's this invitation but sometimes it's deliberate the uh, corporations want to be business with government because if they're in the military and the complex military industrial complex that's what they want or pharmaceuticals or medicine all this they have a, a monetary benefit from this and then that's not a major step from that system into one of a total authoritarianism so i think uh you know our position certainly is that uh, government should be very small. They shouldn't be in the business of uh, dealing and becoming partners with, with, with government. And governments do have some responsibility. One is to stay out of wars. And the other one would be maybe sound money, you know, instead of becoming the counterfeiters of the world. So, and that would simplify things that wouldn't be, get rid of some of those regulations that Chris was just talking about. And we could go back and uh, and work in an imperfect society, but the responsibility would be on the individual. But if we mess up, I always told my crowd, uh, crowds would be that if you mess up, uh, well, if you do something good, you benefit from it and you're not going to be taxed and regulated to death. But if you mess up, you're responsible for yourself. You can't go to the government and say, I want to bail out. And uh, even on the college campuses, even the liberal campuses seem to receive that message. If they had their, if they could connect it, if I have my freedom, 
and I can do what I want, what is the price I have to pay? Well, if I really mess up, I have to pay the price. That did not turn them on because they said, oh, if I could take care of myself and I didn't have to pay all those taxes, it wouldn't be that difficult to deal with it. I do want to thank uh, our viewers for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.